ridiculous. The bottom line, they play with joy, passion amongst themselves. They're not doing anything to the other team. So pipe down. You know, if if you do that against OU, you're going to celebrate the same way. But if you know the rest, you know that's ridiculous. I don't even want to hear it. Uh, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. You got to realize Patty's team, and when you have some of these teams that just win and win and win, it can get if you don't have that joy and fun and passion, it can get boring. I've been on some teams where we win and win and win. We win and we didn't win good enough. And the guys in the locker room, Teddy, you know this. Everybody's quiet. Bullshit. You don't. You always celebrate a win. You celebrate good plays. You enjoy the game and you have passion and fun for the game. And that to me. The best thing Patty got going is they love to play and they they have joy playing. And some of that is expressed, so be it. Awesome stuff from Bob Stoops there. Um, and everything he says dead on. I um, think it's awesome. Really good stuff. And, you know, what I was trying to say earlier before um, – I cut out and had to reconnect was I it's it's frustrating that like some of the big majority of the conversation is about stupid stuff like uh, being excited that you got on base or celebrating and the ball hits your hand or the fact that the game is in Oklahoma City I it takes away from what's really going on out there, which is, you know, some high-level stuff. Right, we, we've well, talked about on both sides. A chase for a three-peat, man. A chase for a three-peat. And I, and I think all that crap, OU wins tonight, and I mean, we'll remember the conversation, but I think it's about the dynasty, the winning streak, the three-peat, the greatness, like everything that we should be focusing on, and maybe this is just me hoping more than anything, but I think that's the storyline tomorrow and on into the offseason if OU wins tonight. At least yeah. I hope. And until next time, right? Until, until next year. Until next time, Riley Boone hits a double, celebrates, it hits off her forearm, and she runs to third base. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like, who says um, Who says celebration can't help you out? I, it obviously can. Look at Riley Boone. Got an extra base Spe- off of it last night. Especially got eyes in the back of your head like she does, and, and she just knew that it was going to be a bad overthrow from the outfield, right? Uh, but that was awesome, and uh, we were – I don't my wife and I were watching a replay or, or a clip of it or something, and my wife pointed out, and it's right. Uh, she goes from sliding into second base, throwing the hands up to be ce- to celebrate, and then it hits her hand. Like, it, she almost – it doesn't even look like she notices that it hits her hand because she's so, like, fired up, but yeah. she sees the ball on the ground – and instantly is out of celebration mode and doesn't hesitate at all to go straight to third base, right? There was no hesitation, full-on aggression mode. So that that was – like you can't ignore that part of the play too. Oh, like sure. the fact that she, she was so into it that she didn't hesitate at all. Well, I think there's another side of that too. There's the side that you just said, the side that, oh, see, celebrating, you know, it interfered, whatever. You know, that wasn't the only play last night, especially from the outfield, where Florida State completely missed a cutoff man and had an errant throw into the infield. Now, Florida State, I think they were top five maybe in fielding percentage going into last night's game. They're a good defensive squad, and 
you know, I know OU made a couple of errors as well, so we do have to they point did. that out. But Florida State just did not look like themselves defensively. They looked a little bit rattled on that side, and I think you got to give some credit to OU. I know the weather situation wasn't easy, but that was not the best Florida State defense that, that we've seen. There were some uh, curious defensive plays that they made last night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just the overall pressure, right? Um, the pressure of the moment, right? The How big the game is and the pressure of – playing against a team as good as Oklahoma that you know you're not going to be able to make yeah. any mistakes. And that's you when mistakes happen. clean and yeah. fast. When, yeah. when you know that you can't make a mistake, that's kind of when mistakes happen, when you're really thinking about it that Start way. Start thinking about it, yeah. Instead of, and that's kind of the difference. Um, you know, we were just talking about Riley Boone and reacting – Instead of thinking, right? When you start thinking about it, it's whenever bad stuff happens. Instead of just reacting and 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 letting your instincts really take care of it. So, yeah, fascinating. I do, I do agree with Aaron Miller. By the way, um, I think Nicole May gets the start tonight as well. So, how about this? Give me your percentage chance that Nicole May starts. Percentage chance that Jordy Ball starts. Percentage chance that anyone outside of those two start which basically means you're talking about Alex Duraco or your true freshman at that point. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, yes, I, uh, I agree with Aaron Miller as well, and I love how many times she pointed out things that I know Dude, and never said I had that you. written down. I'm like, how's your ego, pal, after that interview? Like, well, Teddy, well, you know. I mean, you had that dog in you back when you played. I'm like, jeez. Is it funny that I didn't even think about it in that I thought about it only as a way to throw it at you? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't want it any other way, nor, nor right. with the listeners. But I'm, I, I almost made some comments, but I, I did not. But I, your, your ego needs some checking at some point after that. That was, uh, that was good. Okay, chance Jordy Ball starts. 20%. Ooh, okay. Chance Nicole May starts. 70%. Mm. Can you go one lower? Oh, dang it. Yeah. Nice, nice pick up there. Thank you. Chance Nicole May starts. 69%. There you go. Nice job. And then if you want to throw other in there, we really don't even have to throw other in there. It's just uh, Storocco. Comes in at a at a cool eleven percent. So Storaco slash Kirsten deal, cool seven percent. That's where we're yeah. at. Yeah, I like those numbers. Eleven um, percent. I um, I mean twenty percent. I think is a good number. I, I'm never gonna doubt Jordy Ball. Like no one's in more like shape than she is. Like she's fresh, I think, or she really looks like it at this point. But I know I, I just kind of feel like it's gonna be Nicole May and Jordy in relief if they have a lead. And then yeah, Jordy, that, Jordy game three. That's still what I think is going to happen for sure. I think uh, I think it's Nicole May. Um, I think it's Nicole May. I think if if they start to catch up to her in in the fifth or the sixth, and you you either have a lead or tied or maybe even within one run, and you know you're starting to maybe catch up to Sandercock a little bit. You you bring Jordy in for a for a closer type role to throw the last couple of innings, but you know, I also 
am not taking off the table. I, I said 20%. That's a one in five. I, Majority different right now. She's just she, different. She, I know she ain't tired. I know she wants it. I know Patty Gasso is not, you know, know that she knows that she's totally capable. Um, she knows that, that who they're throwing tonight, there's no guessing game anymore. Uh, I, I still think they start Nicole May, but I don't, I don't think but, it's off the I table. But I think that in itself is a little bit of an advantage, don't you? Like yeah. the, the the money is probably on May or Ball. I, there's all, always a chance of Starocco as well, but got to be a bit of an advantage to not know for sure who you're going to like. Oh, you got a pretty good idea of who they're facing in the circle. You know, they well, they, they got a pretty good idea. I don't think Florida State necessarily does. Well, here's the thing. You know, I gave it a twenty percent chance. Who knows what Florida State and their coaching staff would put that percentage at? But my guess is like. Last night, today, probably the majority of their preparation, and I know they've already done a lot of this stuff for everyone, so it's not like they've, they've got to start from scratch, but I'm sure their focus has been on probably Nicole May and and what her stuff is and how they think she's going to throw their different hitters and building a game plan for everyone on how to, how to attack it. And i got to imagine if you're Florida State and – like even 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 if you're you're Sandercock that's going out there and Jordy Ball walks out and grabs the ball, like that's got to send some type of reaction through the through the roster a little oh, bit, yeah. right? Like yeah. like oh man, we thought that we thought that we were getting the 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 second team. Uh uh-uh. uh. By They're God, the pressure that's Jordy Ball's music. She starts strutting out. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's funny. Six two zero one percent Jordy. 49% Nicole, 50% Rocco. Uh, 405 in years past, uh, Patty Gasso usually goes with the hot hand, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jordy Ball. 479, I think FSU will touch up May tonight. Don't feel good about it at all. Uh, 615, Dash from Nashville says, the question is, will Florida State actually score a run in this series? You know, Dash, that that's a great question. And frankly, as much as I enjoyed the game last night, I was very upset with myself. As we heard on the show yesterday, my prediction was very BS. Um, I was very disappointed in myself that I knew that Jordy Ball was going to take the ball in the circle, and I picked OU only to win 4-2. to two. Are you What a chicken you-know-what prediction for me. Of course Jordy Ball was going to go out there and just throw up zeros. How did I not know that? I know I had respect for Florida State, and I still do. But, dude, it's Jordy Ball. She's the best pitcher in the game right now. I was a little bit embarrassed that I didn't pick a shutout last night. Well, here's the funny thing. Disappointing. Here's the funny thing, Tyler. Um, You remember whenever I amended my score to 6-0 and then 9-0, we had an opportunity. I know. We had a runner in scoring position in the six to get, get another run in. And get that six zero. That would have been something. We would have been had. We would have had some real Dude, drama tonight. But between that and Aaron Miller saying that you had that dog in you, don't know mm-hmm. if I could have completed the entire show today. <laughs> I would have had to take a Friday sabbatical just like you. Five eight zero. I don't think anyone other than Jordy throws another pitch. Patty wow. is going to let the big dog eat. I. I don't. 
I don't think Oklahoma is approaching this as a three-game series. Now, take that for what, however you want, right? You got them down 1-0, right? Here's the thing. I, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they start her and give her three or four innings, you know, yeah. just get us rolling. I, I, I don't know. I'm um, – like I said, Nicole May is is what I think is going to happen, but I'm not taking it off the table that Patty puts her uh, her best pitcher out there, who has not given up a run uh, at all in the scored in the more World runs Series. scored more runs herself than what she's given up after she scored from yeah. first to third last night on that ball in the gap. She may be the fastest player on the team. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I, I mean. I, it's crazy first to, to third, say she that. Went first to home, or, right? Excuse me, first to home. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Most, most people would just go first to third. She went first to home. That's why I messed up there. No, Yo, I, Patty it, has said that she's the fastest player on the team. Yeah, I, and, and that's crazy for a pitcher, but I think that she she really is. That's why we need her to run the jet sweep next year. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you get not all, but a lot of the softball t- pitchers are kind of the you know the taller girls and. Not necessarily lanky, but not not the 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 body type or the frame that you would expect to be an explosive athlete and the fastest player on the team. I mean, there's some of those out there. I'm not saying there's not, but that's not like she's not the typical frame that you have for pitcher. Yeah. Um, here's what she said last night after uh, running bases. Um, I think base running is really fun. <laughs> I think base running is really fun. That's what she said. Short, sweet, yeah. to the point, and accurate. Um, of course it is. For a college football comp, I mean, she's basically like that five-star recruit that you knew coming out of high school the measurables were perfect, the 40 was insane. I, I, if you were to compare Jordy Ball to a college football recruit, she's probably like the perfect five-star recruit in, in every way. Mentality, speed, strength, um, maybe not so size, but she's, you know, Size-wise, she's she's good enough there. She's um she's about as good as it gets, man. About as good as it gets. I don't I don't think it does get better than Jordy Ball at this point. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, I agree with you, man. It's um, it is uh, it's wild. I. It's rare, totally rare that you yeah we get to witness what we're seeing. She's only a sophomore. She's only know, a sophomore. Dude. We're not even halfway through her career. Jeez. Crazy. She may not give up a run again, Tyler. She may. No, I don't think that she will. And, you know, you asked the question, and um, I didn't really want to follow up with Aaron Miller, but I I would like to know, and they did a good job last night on the broadcast, kind of showcasing it a little bit more, showing location on some pitches and, and pitch selection. But I'm just I'm curious to know, like, what it is. Like, they talked about how – you know what is it? Her rise and her drop ball come through the same tunnel, so it's hard to hard to pick it up. Like I don't know, I because you see pitchers that have more velocity and stuff. So I just want I'm just curious as to what it is exactly she's doing out there because I don't have the eye for it to pick up to to know like she just why it's so pitches. difficult. She, the rise ball, yeah. dude. Th- her changeup last night was filthy, man. Yeah, filthy. Um, and that even goes to baseball. You got a great changeup. You're going to have a ton of success. But she just the rise ball. Every every pitch she has is just 
it's 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 good. She's great at keeping hitters off balance, but she has a lot of velocity too. Um, mm-hmm. I love this text. Maybe my favorite text of the day from the 806. Learning Jordy might be the fastest player on the team is the least surprising thing I've heard today. I've got your college football recruit, Adrian Peterson, AD. That's it. She's a freaking Terminator. And it's so true because before AD ever stepped foot on campus for his first practice, it was, oh, wait till you you see see this this kid. Wait till you see this guy. And that was Jordy. I remember Jordy played like a summer game at Marita Hines Field before her actual freshman year at Norman, and people were going out there to see her. That, that, is, actually, that is a great comparison. Shut it down. We yeah. don't need another comparison other than, than, than AD. That's great. It's like – but it's unique, though, because Adrian Peterson played a position where it's, it's not rare to have – like, that's where the Freaks played for years. Like, it's changed a little bit, but uh, it's not shocking to have a running back that is explosive, fast, strong. It's a little bit different to have that at pitcher. And the fact that she does multiple things, she, she runs bases. I'm thinking, like, Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. Yeah, dude, he was incredible. Yeah, multi I, yeah. multi position huh. player. I'm thinking of multi position players. I guess is to is be what fair. I'm thinking of. To be fair, I know Cordell Stewart completed the uh, miracle at Michigan back in the yeah, early nineties. Yeah, it was 90s. like a ninety yard throw. Jordy Ball could throw it further than Cordell Stewart could at that underhand. Time. Yeah, uh huh. Yes, underhand. Yeah, I don't know. She's um, she's unique, unique, uh, awesome to watch. And like I said, as we hit a timeout here. I'm not taking it off the table that she starts tonight. Low percentage, but I think she. I think it's at least a conversation. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Westwood today. They got the pool going on. There's kids out, young kids. There's spots for the the little kids, all the way up to uh, the adults. You can see the the big slides where you take the raft up. They got the high dive, like like everyone always remembers over here at Westwood. Really cool stuff. Uh, they've got. Um, concession stand is up and running it's really cool if you haven't been in here and see it's top-notch brand new facility come check it out here at westwood talking sooner football is what we do this is the ref gmc continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the gmc truck series like offering the world's first available six function multi-pro tailgate on sierra This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we've got a huge selection of them here at Markham's. We also have customized 100% organic soils to plant them in, scientifically formulated to grow crops organically. Seeds, pottery, fertilizers, yard ornaments, and more. It's all right here at Markham's Nursery. Gather up the family and come spend the day with us. We'll see you soon. Markham's Nursery, just add the sun. Your equipment search ends here. Now that's a bold statement. But at Purple Wave Auction, it's... 6.30 on ESPN. I almost said let's go and I caught myself because of our conversation yesterday. I just want you to know that I got a couple of texts last night and my wife even referenced it. 
you ruined let's go for a lot of people during the show yesterday. What do you mean? Come on. Because all I said is something that everyone else has noticed. <laughs> well, I, no one disagreed with it necessarily. You just brought it to their attention. It was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of uh, it's gotten a little bit obnoxious. But someone hit like a double or maybe they just got to second base and the camera captured it. Let's go. And all these people were like, Teddy ruined that for me. Can't celebrate yeah. it anymore. Speaking of ruining things for you, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, this morning, I was taking my son to uh, church camp, and yeah. we were listening to some music, and ACDC came on Thunderstruck. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, you might like this song. Turned it up. And he listened for a while. He liked it. And he said, what's is there something wrong with his voice? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, it's just like a rock and roll, kind of a screamy type voice. He said, he sounds like Donald Duck. Oh, and no. it's, after he said that, he sounds enough like Donald Duck to where I will think of that every time I hear ACDC now for the rest of my life, I'm sure. Pretty funny. <laughs> Thank God you had the day off tomorrow. Let me fast-forward it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Look, can you hear it a little bit? Hold on. Let me. Okay. Now that I'm listening for it a little bit, if not, I yeah. never would have thought that before, but thanks a lot, Edward. Appreciate it, bud. It almost sounds like the, uh, what is it, Huey, Louie, and Dewey, the, um, the chipmunks? No, no, no. The the nephews of Scrooge McDuck. Remember okay. DuckTales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds more like them, but it's still pretty funny. Well, there's only one pretty thing funny. left to do now. Have a K-Ref karaoke night and someone sing that song, Thunderstruck, in the uh, Donald Duck voice. Oh, that's good. I'd get them on that's their That's good. Well, I hate to ruin the let's go. Um, I don't think you do, I, and, though. That's the thing. I don't, I don't think you feel bad about that. Well, I'm... I don't necessarily feel bad. I want to bring awareness. And here's the thing. It's like I said yesterday. It's not just a softball thing. It's tennis. It's it's football. It's basketball. It's, the it's 12th, every sport. It's the 12th man on the end of the bench for every college basketball yeah. team is what it is. It's the default for everyone right now. It's just a let's go. You just fire off a loud let's go into the ether and, you know, it's – I don't know. We've got to, it's time to move on. It's it, we got a lot of play out of it. I feel like this is like maybe a five or six year thing. It's time to switch gears. More than that, Cherokee Sooner. I'm getting married on Saturday. Should I say let's go? Yeah, do it. Yes, congratulations, yes. Cherokee Sooner. Absolutely. Five eight zero. Now everyone will hear uh, Donald Duck from now on. Yes, three zero eight. OMG, Donald Duck. I'll never lose the visual now. Face palm emoji. <laughs> What you're doing to people. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, your day is tomorrow and you're not even working. We'll see how long it takes for you to get that reference. June 9th? Yeah. Oh, man. I think you that... should work tomorrow. It, it is Teddy Day tomorrow. Yeah, that's interesting. Man. That gummit. We're going to have to plan ahead next year and uh, and have a celebration. <laughs> no, June 9th. I, well, will it be on a Saturday next year? Is that how it works? I, wherever. 
we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate it accordingly. We'll celebrate whenever and wherever. We just, you should have, you, come on, you know that I'm not quick enough to pick up on something like that before totally, it happens. Totally, totally. Gosh, totally. you gotta you gotta be on top of those things. We could have we could have put something together. Uh, let's see. Text line: Jordy has Baker's attitude and Kyler's athleticism, and Kinsey is just a beast. That is actually an interesting point about Jordy and Baker because I do think that they're similar in a lot of ways. In that, well, I, I think Jordy was just kind of more naturally gifted as an or more celebrated as an athlete coming out of high school. But, dude. We love players around here that wear their emotions on their shoulder, tell us how much they love OU, maybe play when they're a little bit banged up like Jordy did last year. Um, she stomps around, you know, how Baker went about things. I, I think that's a very good comparison and maybe a very big reason why everyone loves her so much, other than just throwing up zeros every time she's out there. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Like, there's a lot of similarities but there's also a lot of differences. I just like just like, in the way they stomp around, like carry themselves. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in that way. Well, just like the energy, right? Yeah. Uh, always had a ton of energy. Um, I I don't I don't view Jordy as like a showman, like Baker is. I Baker would have loved to be like in that spotlight as the pitcher, you know. Like, but he would have been like staring down the other bench. Uh, gesturing towards the other bench, perhaps. Mm, gesturing. Um, I running around celebrating like she's more of like an intense version of that. Like Baker was always having like he was having more fun than anyone else out there. Like, and I know she, Jordy's having fun, but it's it's like more of a focused intensity. If that makes it make yeah. sense. 405. But it's still a good comparison. 405 says, I do not think that Jordy would try to blow through that Arkansas cop. The Arkansas cop wouldn't have caught Jordy Ball. She would have no stiffed our way. Him. She'd be long gone. There's no way. Fugitive of the laws, what she would have been on the run. That's great. The recruiting That's humor great. says, What do you mean, gesturing, Teddy? What, what do you mean? Um. Trying to shake hands and 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 you know having a reaction. Lonnie, after Lonnie that. Alameda wouldn't have shook Baker's hand at home plate before the game, yeah. exchanging lineup cards. Yeah. We give the okay, all right, here we go. Yeah, but um, that's I wasn't referring to the gesture. I was referring to <laughs> a gesture. Right? Hey, uh, real quick, uh, college football. Uh, the SEC schedule reveal is in six days. Yeah. Any uh, scuttlebutt? as to who the opponents are going to be or any opponent outside Texas? I've heard nothing. Hmm. I've heard nothing. What about you? I, I, um, I, I've only heard what uh, was said on the uh, Paul Feinbaum show a couple days ago. So remember on, I think it was Monday, we read the 24-7 sports story like, hey, here's uh, how we think the first year of the SEC schedule yeah. could shake out. The guy who wrote that was on Feinbaum and – he was like basically reporting that Alabama's going to play at OU in 2024. Huh. Well, it's like is my understanding that Alabama will travel to Norman in 2024. No wonder Nick Saban was scared to play a nine-game conference schedule that year. He don't he don't want none of Jackson Arnold. That's that's his What's issue. wrong? What's wrong, Nicky? He watched Come on. The, he watched the film. He's like JFA, no way. I'm staying away. 
we know all of the teams that are coming to Oklahoma in the 24 season by who all voted against the nine-game schedule, right? Um, That's who's coming to Oklahoma. Okay, well, I have that list. Let me scroll well, back in the rundown sheet. Okay, <laughs> only Florida, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and A&M voted for it. Sweet! So we don't have to play Missouri in 24? Let's go. Yes. Well, I guess you do have to eliminate the teams that um, – that know that they're not going to win anything anyways, right? You can eliminate them. We're just talking about, like, the top teams. Oh, so Missouri and A&M are definitely two of those that you're mentioning there. But, yeah, I thought it was yeah. interesting. It was, yeah, it's my understanding that Alabama's going to make the trip to Norman. Ooh, okay, I, I dig that. Please. The biggest home game around here since I don't know when. Everyone immediately says the Ohio State game, and, I mean, that's obviously a candidate, but – if Alabama's really good going into next year, and guess what? Alabama's going to be really good heading into 24. And if that's your first SEC game, might that be the most anticipated home game since Nebraska in 2000? Maybe. Yeah. Do you think that if, if that is the case, are you how confident are you that that would be the opener? Um, the conference opener. Very, not, not very the I, opener. I, actually, very. I, I, well, you know, like a, a little bit of a hint potentially is the Big Ten schedule in 2024 that was released today. Because, yeah. you? well, it wasn't released. Like, McMurphy's just kind of leaking some of the games. Michigan at USC, Wisconsin at USC, USC at Penn State. Um, I know Iowa at USC doesn't hit as hard, but they get Michigan at home. They're going to Penn State. They play Wisconsin at home. Maybe that's a little bit of a hint that OU's going to have some real heavy hitters in the SEC on the schedule the first year. Yeah, I, I couldn't take anything away from that schedule other than the fact that since you're playing nine conference games, right, in, other than teams that play neutral site, and I don't know, does anyone in the Big Ten play neutral site? Um, I think every single Purdue game is virtually a neutral site. Outside <laughs> that, not so. no, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, the, my, my first takeaway was that so since you're playing nine games, some teams are going to play four home games and five road. Other teams are going to play five home and four road. Well, take a guess. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, the three best teams are uh, five home games and four road games. All three of them. No shocker there. I know. Did, See, did, did, Rutgers, did Rutgers get any home or are they just playing all on the road? For the next five years, I, they don't even designate their games as home or away. They just say, you know, who, here's who you're playing. You can pick a spot. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Alabama would be great uh, if that was the first home game uh, in uh, in the SEC. But what, I don't know. What a way I, to I, enter into the SEC if you beat Saban in your first ever game in that league. Oh boy, it would be awesome. But you know, the other part of it is. I just I don't know that anyone knows. Like, oh, I, I don't oh, think yeah, you would go out there and report that without hearing it from sure. someone that that is in the know. But uh, I most people that have that information right now don't run off and tell whoever that guy was at two four seven or where it was. Like, yeah. Is that to where be fair, I mean, we were making fun of A and M yesterday, as if we don't make fun of them every day. But yesterday, when we made fun of A and M, it was well, 
it's our understanding that when we play Texas for the first time, it's going to be in College Station. And they were griping and complaining about why they're owed, and they played the victim card again. So it doesn't sound like A&M knows where they're playing Texas. Right. And that would be a pretty big yeah. decision, I would imagine. Or not. Like, it's well, a big decision care. for A&M for, for and Texas. No one else cares. I don't cares. think anyone else in the SEC cares, especially the people making the schedules. Uh, wild. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up, hanging out Westwood today. We'll hit a couple of things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now, you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC. And the Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. When you call law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? A WIG communication is a priority. It's Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Um, let's go straight to the Big 12. Um, Commissioner Yormark said this. Mexico is a natural extension to the Big 12 footprint through Big 12 Mexico. Our student-athletes will have the opportunity to compete in an international setting, and our conference will have the chance to showcase our brand across Mexico. Now, Kansas and Houston are going to play a basketball game there uh, in December of 24. Uh, There's going to be some women's soccer teams that play, baseball teams, for the Big 12 participates in some exhibition games uh, against clubs from the region. And there's also, Tyler, plans for a football bowl game to potentially be played following the 2026 regular season. And the, the location they've targeted is Monterey, Mexico. What say you? Well, it's great that your mark has this idea to expand the footprint of the Big 12, but it takes two to tango. Um, which conference is going to agree to play the Big 12 in a bowl game? Who's that going to be? Anyone. You think think someone's going to turn their nose up at a bowl game in Mexico whenever they'll play in the Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? The, like, all of these oh, – maybe I, I don't think anyone don't cares. They just feel like they have to do it for recruiting purposes. Uh, they'll find some partner. Well, I, let's just I'm, hope the ACC is uh, the tie so Mac Brown can play a bowl game in and, Mexico City. That'd well, be great. And the interesting thing is it's like a Big 12 bowl game. Does that mean like does, – does that mean like two teams from the Big 12 – We'll play in it. Does it mean like because well, it's what a I'm postseason saying. Like they, thing? They, they want to play a bowl game there, but they don't have a conference tie-in, and you think it's going to be a lot easier than I don't know. Maybe it is easier, but they didn't. That's almost the way it sounded like. It's two Big Twelve teams playing in it or something. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing that I think is interesting about this is I is I saw some like I didn't realize, and you know he wouldn't do this without looking at metrics, right? And there has to be some type of appetite there for it, or he wouldn't, he wouldn't just expand to Mexico to expand for no reason. Um, I, I saw some clips from – there was a the Mexico College Football National Championship game was just played a couple of weeks ago in Monterey, and it was packed, nice. dude. Uh, now, I don't know anything about the level of football, but – 
I you know they, they I just saw like a couple of clips and in the clips the place was packed and was incredibly loud and I didn't even know they had they have college football in Mexico who would have known that hmm. I actually did not know that learned something yeah. today so thank you maybe maybe there is a developing appetite for it um, it's not that I love the idea but I at least think it's interesting the only other thing I had did you see what New York City looked like yesterday? Buddy, um, I've seen it. I'll get a closer look on Saturday when my plane lands at LaGuardia Airport. Yeah, I'm going to be maybe. on Mars. Yeah, may- maybe, hopefully. Jeez. That was crazy. Uh, it was I – mean, I don't know if the pictures make it look worse than what it is whenever you're there. It looks like Mars is what I, it looks like. It looks like hell on earth is what it looks like. And Mars, yes, uh, it's crazy. Um but I, I can't imagine what that has to be like for all those city folks uh, breathing that smoke like that. It's probably a disaster up there. I have to wear a mask all over again, Teddy, when yeah. we're up there. Um, okay, so Reggie Bush is reportedly out on the Big Noon Show. Contract dispute, they can't figure it out. Now, Fox is eyeing Mark Ingram for Reggie Bush's replacement. He's currently an NFL player, but he says that he would retire for this job. I'm not saying Reggie Bush did a bad job. I'm not saying that at all. But I honestly don't – I know that he was there, but I don't remember a lot of, of what he actually said when he was on that panel. Mark Ingram yeah. would be an interesting ad because he's an SEC guy and they're kind of you know, not into airing SEC games these days, but – yeah, Reggie Bush is out is what it looks like. Wow. That is the most random name ever. Mark Ingram? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, excellent football players. Had a really, really good NFL career. Um, I, I guess I just – I've never seen him – I mean, I, I guess I've seen him do some interviews, and he's, he's fine, and he's – but – I don't know. He's not some big personality, at least that I know of. Maybe I'm in the wrong circle. But it just seems like a totally random name for a guy that has zero experience. And like, no Pac-12 under- or uh, Big Ten or Big 12 ties yeah. or anything like that either. I, mean, I, I understand if if you've got a guy that doesn't have any experience but is like a huge personality. Other than that, you think they would go with someone that has at least some type of experience, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't need any, but I think it comes across a little bit better whenever you have some. I, I don't know, that's that's interesting. Last one I have is more of a question, and we talked about the uh, the Swamp Kings Florida documentary that's coming out. Yeah. You know, normally when a documentary about your team comes out, and OU's had that with Brian and the Boz and the best that never was, you're interested to, to watch it and learn more. You think Florida fans are really, really nervous more than yeah. excited about this thing? Because I, I feel like they should be. It it doesn't feel like it's going to be a flattering documentary. I could be wrong on that, which, you know, I'm sure, like, you have to paint an even picture. I There were some bad dudes that did some bad things on those teams, but they also have who's – one of the best guys ever. I I know people. Some people didn't like him, but Tim Tebow's about as good as they come, isn't he? So I don't know. It, it it's going to be interesting to see how 
that's such a weird dynamic to have that guy as the leader and you know some of the other characters that were on those teams. Noted Tim Tebow fan, Teddy Lavin. Okay, learned something yeah. else today. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Call us at 329-3330. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. I love this text. We're talking about the Florida documentary. Yeah. Swamp Kings has to be – Swamp Kings has the Gator fan base feeling like a groom feels when he hears a video of his bachelor party exist online somewhere. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I love that. That's great. Um, someone's saying, I can't wait until this documentary reveals that Tim Tebow was doing cocaine in the locker room before the game. Uh, is this – is this finally the time where uh, like someone finds some amount of dirt no. on Tim Tebow? Ur- Urban would still fall on the sword before that was ever released publicly. That, that ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. I don't know. I feel like if it would get him another job, he'd, put, uh, he'd throw Tebow under the yeah, bus. Maybe. How's the weather looking for tonight? Because those uh, delays uh, last night were a little annoying. Though i, I, I got to give it up to the fans that were out there. And maybe you just paid such a premium price that you were staying regardless of the situation, but it was late, and that place was still jumping last night. That yeah. was cool. Um, actually, what's great is here in the uh, the grill, the turn grill at Westwood, they've got the local radar up on one of the televisions in here. They're all around the room, and um, not a whole lot happening out there. Good. There's a couple of, like, Things that are randomly popping up. There's, there's a little something that's east of Oklahoma City, but uh, it's small stuff, and it oddly, it all looks like it's moving southeast. So, uh, and, and slowly, but there's, there's some stuff popping up, but it looks east of I-35. Are you calling so. for no delays? Are we, are we actually going to start at six thirty? Um, I'll have to step outside and and do my, uh. My check on the barometric pressure. You yeah, know, I please, can sense whenever it's dropping. Do. You didn't right do that now, yesterday. Didn't do that yesterday, but yeah, you have another chance today to redeem yourself, I suppose. I think weather looks okay, but it looks like there's still going to be a chance, maybe, of some pop-up storms. But like I said, everything right now looks east of I-35. Okay. So well, we're 90 minutes away from first pitch here, so. Let's hope it all stays Boy, it's away, getting, please. It's, it's getting quick. It's going to come on us fast, Th- isn't it? This one was only, what, um, 30 minutes? What Last night was supposed to be I, – I, yeah, I guess 6.30 feels like it's getting on us quick because last night started like 8 p.m. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm quick ready. timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. Stay with us. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma